I'm Mari Campbell-Jack, and you are listening to True Crime Fiction, feeding your addiction for the best of the written and the spoken word in crime. Jason the Bogeyman by Richard Gismar, released on the 7th of August, is a chimera of a novel. It is fiction, but fiction which is pretending to be true crime. Gismar writes about a real time and a real place in his life, the months he spent in his hometown after graduating college and before starting his married life. His fiancée, his mother, father, neighbours and friends all feature, but the part which isn't real is the killings. Bogeyman follows the murders of several adolescent white women and the police search for the perpetrator. The layering of the real and fictitious creates a read which feels like it has more depth and emotional resonance than crime fiction. There is a hint of Bundy here. It is truly annoying how pleased that man would be at being such a cultural touchstone. And a little Texarkana Moonlight Murder there. However, as a hybrid, it is also beset by some of the problems of fiction. There is one jarring, as you know, Bob, and crucial information delivered to Chismar by a wise neighbour who just knows that this straight-out-of-college, little-life-experienced man-boy focusing most of his energy on setting up a small press is the right person to tell an important piece of information to, rather than, say, the police. I guess that's what being a white, middle-class male character at the centre of a novel does for you. Most puzzling, if you take this as fiction, is why Chismar is the centre of the story, when in reality it is his friend, Carly Albright, who actually does most of the investigating. Chismar's role is far more passive, basically reporting back to us what he's seen on the evening news, awkwardly failing to ingratiate himself with the gossiping men of the town, and hearing the results of all the hard work and pounding of streets, finessing contacts and pouring over evidence that Carly does. Yet, Chismar gives her credit a few times, as well as musing on her ability to win a Pulitzer, but really the same book written by Carly would be much less passive, far more pacey, and possibly with a lot less of the sentimentality, which infuses the whole novel like tea that is just a bit too sweet. However, maybe Chismar has done this on purpose, and the whole thing is a clever role reversal, but it's here where the porous border between crime fiction and true crime becomes complicated. By trying to inhabit both the best of true crime and crime fiction, Chismar displays an admirable amount of creative ambition and playfulness. Of course, some of the best work in true crime is in the first person, and to truly inhibit that position, he has to write as himself. There is the added bonus that this lends great authenticity to the time and place, but this is perhaps at the expense of telling the story. And it feels to me that in most novels, everything should be in greater service to the story. Then again, this is fiction masquerading as true crime, a genre in which narrative is highly important, but so are the facts. And parts that are genuinely factual do come alive on its pages. 
There have always been controversies in true crime regarding just how true it is, going right back to what's considered the first true crime book in Cold Blood by Truman Capote. It feels like Chasing the Bogeyman was a natural next step for someone to experiment with. While I don't feel it fully pulls off what it's trying to do, it is still a captivating, if puzzling read, and I'm sure we'll see it in the bestseller charts soon. You have been listening to True Crime Fiction, the podcast that is feeding your addiction to all things crime. You can find our website at true-crime-fiction.com, on Twitter at true underscore crime underscore fic, on Facebook and Instagram as True Crime Fiction. Please rate and review on the podcast app of your choice. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.